Welcome to Atkins Health Talks, a podcast about innovative ways to improve your health, giving you the information and tools you need to take charge of your health. Each week, we'll talk to our Atkins Health team, as well as expert guests from all over the world, giving you our knowledge and insights into various health conditions. Now, let's get on with the next show to revolutionise your health. Here is your host, Tobias Atkins. Hi, I'm Tobias Atkins, CEO of Atkins Health, and I'm super pumped to be joined here today by our resident women's health guru, exercise physiologist, and mother of 16-month-old, Nicole Harnett. Hello. We are super excited today to be able to share with you some incredible wisdom, experiences, and journeys of some extraordinary women that we've had the opportunity of interviewing over the past few weeks. From entrepreneurs to health professionals to business women to mothers, each of these has an inspirational story and a journey of wealth of knowledge, which we hope you can take away and become a superwoman within you. No matter where you are in life, age or demographic, we hope that this podcast shows you that you are not alone. No matter what you encounter and how hard womanhood becomes or is for you, we hope that this shows you that there is a way forward that is both prosperous, exciting, and fulfilling. So sit tight, tune in, and be taken through our speakers' life lessons and journeys, and hopefully, if you're open to it, become a better version of you. I am very excited to be bringing to you our guest speaker today. Her list of accomplishments would simply run off the page. Owner, general manager, and talking head of the Business League, a national community of SME owners who want to connect in with an inspiring network that lifts and drives themselves and their business forward. She co-founded and runs the operation with her husband, retired army major, Edward Plant. Strap yourselves in, guys. I simply couldn't shorten this intro at all. Our guest speaker today, Rebecca Plant, is a born Gold Coast local. From an early age, her drive to achieve her goals in the things that she loved led her to continuously seek out her next level. Beck made her first local representative netball team, which she would cycle eight kilometers on her bike in order not to miss training. Personally, I think that is training in itself, but we'll move on from that. Um, Not only did she have to be physically fit, she also had to learn to market and sell in order to recruit the funds that was necessary to support her sporting dreams. Beck has represented two Australian states in the sport of netball, culminating in a year in the National Netball League in 2009. She has uh, spent 15 years working in communications in Australia and while traveling abroad, including her first career job as a newspaper journalist. A nervous breakdown in her 20s led to her pursuing a coaching course and an alternative career that put her back in the driver's seat of her own life. After many iterations of herself as an entrepreneur, Beck is now general manager of the Business League. Beck and Ed have co-authored a book on leadership titled Lead the Ship in 2016. It was a number one bestseller in five different countries and most importantly sits on actually my bedside table. I'm not sure if you know that and I've read multiple times. Um, Rebecca, it is an honor to have you here with us today. Thank you so, so much. 
Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm so excited that I go to bed with you every night to buy this. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Credit Ed, though, but we'll just brush yeah, over that bit. Another question, that's for sure. <laughs> now, I've obviously had the privilege of getting to know you quite well over the years. Um, I've actually listened to yourself and Ed speak, attended multiple of your seminars in the Business League, and um, actually stole and hogged, I reckon, probably your entire night um, at a networking <laughs> dinner um, after being completely encapsulated by your actual story. Um, but for the listeners, having only known what I've told them so far, um, can you please give us a snapshot and a bit of a feel for who is Rebecca Plant? Wow. I am um, a wife. I'm a mum of two young boys. I run a business. I am a weekend athlete, athlete warrior. Uh, I'm a mentor. I'm a coach. But, and I'm a woman who's facing her almost 40s uh, in six months' time. Uh, there are, so, yeah, who I am. That's incredible. Honestly, um, the, the list of roles, that's that's insane. I don't know how you find time to even eat, breathe and sleep. And by the way, I've, I've met your boys and you've done an incredible job with them. They are simply beautiful. Sort of Thank you. They are sometimes rat bags and sometimes angels. Hey, they're boys. <laughs> what, can, what can you expect, right? I don't know. I come from a, I come from a family of women, Tobias. I'm one of uh, three girls, uh, the youngest, who was brought up by a single mum. With even our cats and our dog were girls. And now I live uh, in, in a in a house where I have two young men, a very uh, loving husband, um, and even our dog is a boy. So it's and our local kookaburra's name's Kevin. So I, I'm completely <laughs> outnumbered. And so I don't know if that's what boys are. That's now that, you're getting me all fussy. I have to take my jacket off. <laughs> that's actually um, that's actually really funny. I was I, I purposely left out your your personal upbringing because I wanted to delve um, into that. Um, but let's let's jump into that right now. I, I didn't want to share that from myself because I think um, the mention of of being you know in, in an all all women family growing up and being the youngest um, of that I think you know would have helped shape who you are. Um, do you want to kind of give us a little bit of an idea of what it was actually like growing up in your household and what made and created that that personality, that drive and that attitude that um, I know all too well? But um, yeah, give us a bit of an update on that. Well, I, I never look at myself and think of myself as extraordinary. Uh, it's uh, always, you know, really humbling to hear someone else's perception of my life. So thank you. And but I guess it's just the things I've achieved are just a combination of a bunch of different experiences captured in time. And my mum, who brought up three girls on her own under the age of 10, um, when, when my parents separated, and this was in, well, that was in the 80s, so not a really familiar time when this was, when divorce and separation was a big thing. Mm. Um, so, it's, you know, I was probably not a, one of not very many children in my class growing up that had separated parents or that just simply saw my dad every now and again. It wasn't even one of those structured environments where I saw him every second weekend or whatever. It was just literally it just happened when it happened um, and it wasn't formalised like things those experiences are now. So it was my mum who was very young. She had my eldest sister at the age of 20 right. um, and she had me as a third at the age of 27. 
So that's she did a lot of her growing up as we were growing up mm-hmm. and we all grew up together. And my mum is an incredible woman and I cannot thank her enough for the opportunities that she gave me. Um, and Paul went so much of, for herself to give that, not just to me but to my sisters as well, but they will tell you that it was me that got all the stuff, the good stuff, uh, and all and all the special things um, as being the baby. But I think it was just by then mum was too worn down to say no. <laughs> sure, Beck, just do that. Yes, we'll make it happen. Um, so there was a lot of uh, understanding probably that we couldn't do certain things, we couldn't afford certain things, and it was just an awareness that if I wanted something, I had to go out there and make it happen for myself. I don't look back at that with any resentment. I don't look back and think, feel like I ever missed out on anything. Um, obviously now with my own children, I can understand that they receive so much uh, in their life in comparison to what I had the opportunity with. But it doesn't make me look back and feel resentful about that at all. I, I just think that my mum... Um, is an amazing human and I would not have wanted that job that she did so beautifully um, and I'm so grateful for the experience. She sounds like, honestly, an incredible woman and um, obviously did an amazing job with yourself. And what I think, um, you know, hearing that story, um, as, as tough as it must have been for you back in, in going through that time, as you said, there's no resentment and, and you don't feel that. And, and instead, you, you come out with this, amazing attitude I, I, you know i hear through the stories um when again being encapsulated and hogging that entire night of yours um about how nothing is ever a surmountable problem and i think that that is such a, a, an incredible skill set that you have um when things get in the way it's just a challenge for you to overcome it's it's never a, a complete barrier and and you know I, i'm it's not me to say, but it, it sound, certainly sounds like your upbringing um, would have probably, you know, helped develop that, would you say? Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of time for wallowing. <laughs> it was, you know, my mum worked full time and he would get, as soon as I'd get home from school, I'd be ringing her saying, what's for dinner? And she'd get home and then make the dinner. So, And then they'd be like, eat the dinner and get to bed and go again. <laughs> there, wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of time for, you know, wallowing in in what wasn't going well there was just well that's not working for me that's a fact um do I want it to make it work for me cool how am I going to make it do that um do I not want it to make okay I'll just turn away from it so that's probably a really big part of it there wasn't a lot of time to unpack stuff Mm. and it really was just you know it's become it has become even what we we do inside of our our business now it's if I kind of go back to 12 months ago and look at what we did as a unit, as an operation, we presented live events every month and it could have been a, an option for our business to go, well, I guess we'll just sit back and wait and see or we turn toward it and go, well, what do we do to keep going? You know, Ed and I work together. We run an operation together. Our, our mortgage, our cars, our kids, our food, all the thing relies on us making an income. And it's it, for, for, never, for us, it wasn't ever about let's just put up the white flag and hope someone will look after us. It was literally, well, what do we need to do now in order to keep ourselves moving? But not just that, how do we keep the community of business leaders that we have 
staying positive, staying focused and realising that this is all going to end at some point, but there's no waiting for that to end. There's no waiting for someone to hand you the solution. It's a what do you need to do right now to to find the solution that's going to help move you forward. And and that comes both from mine and Ted's head philosophy. It's, you know, sometimes you need to sit as a woman, we need to sit into what it feels like. And and every person, not just a woman actually, mm. every person needs to sit and feel into a decision. Um, the, the big turning point is not to sit in the feelings that that creates for you for too long. Sit in the feeling, what comes up for you, how do you feel about this particular decision? Does it feel like a good thing? Does it feel like maybe not the right thing right now? Right thing, great. Now what do we have to do about it? Not great thing, okay, you know, does it bring out, is it, does it feel like not a right thing because it just feels like a bad decision and that wouldn't doesn't doesn't feel in alignment with you or does it feel like a fear thing? Then that's a whole other barrel. So there's just a lot of layers that we have to make and go through in order to make a decision and, and I think that's, that's all part of that, you know, just coming up with a solution. But the more we practice it and it's really quick for me because I've been doing it for a really long time and Ed says there's a, something in the military called an OODA loop where you... Mm-hmm. Have he have um, he spent seventeen years in the army, mm. and he served in war zones, and uh, you know, in lots of different places, Iraq and Singapore and Malaysia and Papua New Guinea. And one of the things they do is they have a situation, they observe what the situation is, they understand what has to happen next, and then they just go out and do it. And he says that that's what I do naturally, which is called an OODA loop, and. My and I'm sorry if anyone is listening from, from the military, and I just got that really. really <laughs> <long time. laughs> just go with my take right, from what I hear from him. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, you know in every decision and coming up with a solution, we do we have to look at at all of those elements, observe, take a step back. What's going to do? What's going to feel right? But it's never the OODA loop is a circle. And if you're watching this online, you'll be able to see I'm drawing. But if you're not, I'm drawing with my hands at the circle. It's, it's ever, it's always going. It doesn't kind of stop. It's it's a continual process of coming up with a solution to innovate for the next idea and iteration of self. I, I absolutely love that, Beck. Um, and and you kind of take me through to what I was going to ask you to do, which was how do we how do we encapsulate what you've learned and and obviously what you you've talked about that is taught and Ed learned in the army and package it up in a way that our listeners could potentially use. You've done that perfectly, you know, for us here already. Um, The one thing I love about what you've just explained in that process is it's not a matter of um, ignoring your emotions and how it's feel. You, you, You kind of actually said, no, 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 lean into that, listen to that, and then deal with that, like use that in a productive way moving forward, which I think is phenomenal. And I think something that um, a lot of people shy away from they, they think that emotions um and the way that you feel is, is kind of a, a form of weakness which i'm just so against um and yeah so I, I i'm really i'm really stoked that you actually have brought that that um or that plays a, a major role in your ability to overcome barriers and something that um i've never even to be honest with you thought about and, and been able to package up so so eloquently like you just did there so yeah thank you for that that's awesome 
When, as someone who's experienced deep anxiety, to put labels on it, anxiety, panic, like I was having eight panic attacks a day at the height of breakdown, if we have to label it. And that was a really, it was a really challenging time because I realised, I think the OODA loop's become something I've come to now because I understand emotions. Mm. But I do think that my solutions as a younger person was simply just to survive and to move ahead and to get what I wanted. And now after having experienced severe anxiety, I realised it was actually just that I probably didn't ever sit long enough in fear as a young person to understand that that's what it was or to understand emotion at any real depth. And, there's, you, you know, movement for me is a huge part of my life and I've played a lot of high-level sport, but now as I'm, as I'm you know, looking at 40 down the barrel of a gun and, and sitting here with crutches after a very weird knee injury that arrived with not even a fun story to it, <laughs> I can understand that there's, you know, a lot more a lot more to movement in helping us process mm. what it is that our body feels. So if we look at emotion as just energy in motion, then sometimes that movement and that motion can help us arise, you know, bring that emotion to the surface and shift it or just bring it for us to look at. And anxiety is a really, a really scary experience because it can feel like maybe you're not going to come out of the other side of it. Mm. But once we learn to, as you've said, lean into that feeling and explore it, it dissipates. So there's a bravery and a courage that's required from every person to have the feelings because it's really easy to throw down a glass of wine. It's really easy to eat a bag of chips and it's really easy to break off that second block of chocolate It's or roll chocolate, whatever you're into. And don't get me wrong, I still love doing those things. <laughs> uh, but and, and you will often, it will hear me, like I'm like, yeah, can you buy chocolate? And I said, I know I'm comfort eating, but I'm, I'm, at least I know I'm comfort eating. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. I know I'm doing it. <laughs> I know I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, but it does, it, 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 there is so much for someone's health journey uh, that comes back to experiencing the feelings. It's not just a physical body thing. It's not just a mental thing. It's an emotional all-over body experience that allows us to create our own coping mechanisms to achieve all the other things that we want. I look at my own life and think I could not run at the level that I do without movement and without an understanding of how my own body likes to operate Mm. and to continually be observing the feelings that I have inside of myself to understand when I when I can surge and when I pull back and the added element that women have that is probably not talked about enough to women is how our body operates through its cycle as well so you know those there's four seasons of every woman's body when they're still in the menstrual um, phase of their life that we can work with as well. And the more that we understand our body and the more we understand those phases, the more we can understand the emotions that arise at those different times and the more we can understand how much energy we have to work with at each different time as well. And all of that um, comes into my life when I'm assessing what what I'm doing, what, what the next move is. 
your self-assessment is incredible. Um, and obviously, uh, I have been privy to that uh, with our time working together as well. Um, where did that journey start? Because what you were talking about in, in terms of the essence of, of, of the, the cyclic effect of being a, a woman and being able to lean into that and understand that, I know serves you incredibly. I'm, I'm actually going to touch on um, uh, something that I, I picked up when we were working together that you did that um, I, I think was in, an incredible thing, um, which was going on a, a little, little mini holiday retreat thing that you organized for yourself, which I, I will be kind of going back to. But before we go and have a chat to that, um, can you explain to me where you picked these skills up? I mean, obviously there, there would have to be some coming back to your, your upbringing and all that kind of thing, but you, you obviously mentioned, and, and, and I know that you did some of that, that coaching side of things previously. Uh, is that where you picked up these, these skills of self-assessment or, you know, I, I'm kind of trying to give the listeners at home some sort of tangible start to being able to, get to a position of self-awareness that you have um, because even even if we go down the deep rabbit hole of you know the nervous breakdown that you experience and things like that I think that some people um, they if, if they had have known that they were going down that track earlier on in the piece they could have addressed it a lot quicker and a lot easier and um, I believe that you'd be uh, uh, you know attest to that. Um, but yeah, where did where did this all start? Where did this journey of self assessment and awareness start for you? And what what advice would you give someone um, who who would want to improve on that for themselves? I want to just put these first two things at the front. One, yes. I want to honour you, Tobias, as a man, for having these conversations so openly about women's health and our our bodies because it really is an important thing to do, and it's great that you can hold the space for women to do that. Um, the second is I am no expert and I can only share the experiences that I have um, and how I deal with things. Uh, in this arena, I think that the only ever expert on a woman's health is, is her. Um, there's certainly guides that we can go to to help us understand who have perhaps spent their lifetimes exploring a particular niche or a particular area in that arena and they're the people that you should seek out. Um and, you know, in my arena, it's leadership and it's personal leadership because of the experience that I have gone through in my lifetime. And that's my, my area of thing. But it encompasses, as you mentioned, lots of things. I, in, in 2009, I did two years of success coaching where I spent um, every three times a year would go to boot camps that lasted three days at a piece and I would emotionally unpack my life. Wow. all the things that had led to where I am. So I looked at beliefs, I looked at attitudes, I looked at behavioural styles, I looked at story, um, how that plays out now. I looked at emotional intelligence and I did that for two years. And the first year I did it unpacking my own stuff. The second year I did it looking at how can I help others unpack that too. And that was the beginning of my journey in really understanding my, myself uh, more, as in to give it some framework I think that I have always known myself and given myself that space to explore what I want and what I need and be driven from that. Mm. But those first two years also helped me understand um, even more about how we communicate, how we use words and how the words that we say express how we feel about ourselves. Our self-esteem, like I did two years just unpacking that stuff and rebuilding it all. And the cool part about that was I also did that with my husband. 
So in our first two years of relationship, we spent unpacking our stuff together um, and really learning the foundations of a relationship um, inside of that and relationships with ourselves and then a relationship and the intimacy that we can explore um, as a unit. And I reckon we make a pretty great team. And say, it really comes from... I wanted to jump in there. I, I, you guys inspire me. Genu- genuinely, the relationship that you guys have... Um, and, and the ability to be so ingrained in each other's lives, not only on a personal level, but also at work. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to, to say, to take my hat off to both of you. It's, it's incredible. I've seen many of couples um, try and work together and it just not work. So to see how well you guys do it is inspiring. Um, so I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to, to make mention of that. I thought it was a good time. No, I love that man. I love Edward with my whole heart and I understand that it's his unconditional love that allows me to continue to step into myself and feel more empowered every time. And I I feel that it's because of him that I can be the woman that I am right now because I know that there is always someone behind me that has wholeheartedly and completely got my back. Incredible. Mm. And he has allowed it, allowed a safe place for me to explore myself and to to realize that I can be wild and domesticated, um, that I can be blunt but soft, and how I can just create containers where it's also okay to to push really hard and then to just fall over in moments of sobbing. Yeah. There's just a He's just allowed me that and says, it doesn't matter. I just love you and that's that's it. And in doing so, he shows me that I can also love myself like that. So he's a huge part of my journey and I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful to him. Mm. So spending that first few years together was just such a foundational experience and necessity to, to be able to do what we do now because it does allow us to to bring up how we're feeling and go, hey, I'm feeling disconnected or, hey, you know, I realised I'm not coming, I, I've been not serving you very well or I realise I'm not speaking to you in your language right now and, and I want to want to do that or, hey, I've noticed things are a bit off, can we, do you want to talk about it? So it's given us a footing to, to have some lines of communication, which is super important. So it's, uh, there are those, there's been constant things that I've done you know in the last four years I've really focused on working with female um, mentors I'm a regular goer Um, I have a women's circle that I attend each month where we move and dance and scream and shout and Mm -hmm. you know sit in stillness and be quiet and share and that's a huge experience for me too Uh, and so and that comes with understanding your cycle more and then taking different philosophies and spiritual awarenesses into that um, and through the years as well, I think it's just doing simple things like uh, stepping up my knowledge in marketing or I've done something with podcasts or I've learned, you know, through LinkedIn or I've learned how to different, uh, explore more behavioural styles and profiling and how do I measure that. So the awareness of it, everything that I've ever done that has looked career-focused has always also been about me growing a further understanding of myself. I, I think... Um... I, I again, I love that. I love everything you say, huh? I could seriously sit here and talk. I know you love me, Tobias. It's all right, <laughs> and I love you too. So this is a, I love this. I love that. I love that. But seriously, like honestly, like I, again, we 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 preach that same thing, and we we spend so much time here. Um, you know, even within Ack and Self, it's like 
where we're, we're so invested into the team improving themselves personally because, you know, that's more important than anything else. And, you know, if we can grow as human beings, everything that we touch and, 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 and work on is only going to be better for it. So, you know, that's, that's awesome. That's so cool. Big believer of what you're talking about. It's wicked. Yeah, that's cool. So I think um, that, that kind of leads in um, really, really nicely to probably the last thing you, you kind of mentioned. Um, well, the, the second last thing I want to talk about before my, my big question, um, you kind of mentioned that you, you, you do get together and, and work with some ladies and, and, and um, do some yelling and screaming and, and carrying on, which I think is amazing um, and incredibly powerful. Um, so before we wrap, wrap up and I ask my, my big final question, um, I would love to ask and give um, you, if you could please express and, and share with our audience today how they can get more of the Rebecca plants. Um, how can they get in touch with you? All right. Well, the first place is look up the business league and you can find all about our organisation, which is just a community of leaders growing businesses together. And that's what my passion is and my passion is inside of those people helping those leaders become better leaders so we can all go out and have an impact that's more far-reaching than our own front door. And that's what we have to remember as as leaders of, of anything, whether it be a business of our life, of our family, the more that we can step up, the more ripple effect it has to everyone. So the Business League, come and find us. Um, search on Facebook for the Business Connection Hub and jump into that free group and we can have a conversation from there. You can find me, Rebecca E. Plant, on all the social bits, but mainly Insta and um, Facebook. Absolutely. Um, and I, I would employ everyone uh, to, to go and check out that. The website, Facebook page, Instagram, all the rest of it, they do an amazing job. As I mentioned earlier, I've been along to a whole bunch of them and got huge value out of that. So um, please, please, um, if you take one thing from this, go go get more. Um, so, yeah, check those kind of things out. And I'm often talking about, you know, just how I go being a mum and different struggles that I'm having um, on those socials too in my personal profile. So if someone is so inclined to come and listen to my dribble anymore, they can find me there. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, so I suppose uh, before we, we, we hang up the phone, so to speak, um, we've got that last big question. Um, what is the one thing that you hope to achieve for women's health? This is a really big question. And I just I feel like the big thing that I have continually faced in my life is about how I perceive myself and how I perceive my body and what it can do for me. And the more of the funnily enough, the 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 more years I wrap up on this planet, the more grateful I become for the vessel that I exist inside of. And I become less concerned about, you know, the wrinkles that I have from the babies that I've had or the, um, you know, the little smile lines I, I now have around my eyes or what my teeth are doing or whatever those things are that we get hung up on. And I, and I really just hope that the cornerstone of all women's health is how we perceive ourselves and how we feel ourselves and how we, how we surround ourselves with people that actually fuel us positively versus, you know, those people that feed those negative stories that we perpetuate, what we look at, what we read, what who we surround ourselves with. And for women's health, I would love to see it just continue to go in that movement where there are more people like 
Celeste Barber, who are out there calling out people like Instagram for shutting down her, you know, taking a post down because she's showed someone who's, you know, perceived to be sexy, in inverted commas, in a bikini, and then she comes out and does a parody of them in the same said bikini and then it gets ripped down for being inappropriate. So where is this line for women in how they perceive themselves? And I just hope that we can get to a place for women's health where we feel like men do, where it's men's dad, men have jokes and celebrate dad's bodies. You know, hey, you got the dad bod. No one goes out there and makes jokes about having the mum bod mm-hmm. and it being okay to walk down the beach and, you know, flash off your mum bod. It's, it's, one, it's totally okay to have the mum bod and to, to just be happy in whatever state you look. And two, we just need to have that perception of ourselves as being grateful to still have arms, legs, eyes, air, a heart, a lungs, ability to move, ability to breathe, ability to, to make a different decision. So what I hope to achieve, what I hope to achieve for women's health or what I hope women's health as a movement can achieve is a equality in how society perceives women to be health-wise, mentally, emotionally, physically, and that we can come to an understanding that our physical bodies are such a small percentage of the important things that we do on this planet while we're here. I love that. That's that's absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, that, that, that would just be incredible. I would uh, absolutely love that myself. Rebecca, it has been an absolute pleasure. I cannot thank you enough. Um, again, I, I would seriously sit here all afternoon and talk to you. Uh, I very much enjoyed today. So thank you once again for coming and sharing your experience, knowledge, um, and and all the rest of it with us. It's It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board. Thank you, and thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us on Atkins Health Talks. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe. Check us out online and on all the socials. Also, if you want more, we have free courses and events on our website, or you can call us on 13,000 Atkins. Keep revolutionizing your health, one day at a time. Love your body because you only have one. And we'll catch you next time on Atkins Health Talks.